Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy But Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I'm so, 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 so excited to have you here today listening to today's episode wherever you are in the world. Welcome, my gorgeous, amazing queen. Today's episode is love themed because if you're listening to when this drops, it is Valentine's Day. So I thought it'd be fun to record a little episode around that theme. Aside from that, we're going to get into our topic all about how to deeply love the Lord again and heal your relationship with him, especially if you've had maybe just a little turbulent past around your faith and around your relationship with God and the church and maybe had some church hurt. We're going to talk about it today. I've been there too. And I think this episode is going to be really needed for a lot of people. So I'm really excited that God put this one on my heart today. Other than that, we always start things off with a little self-check-in, a time to just ground ourselves, slow down, and see how we're doing. So wherever you are, just press pause in your life for a second and take a nice deep inhale through your nose. Fill up your lungs with so much goodness, so much love into your amazing, beautiful body. And then take a big exhale, sighing out, letting go of any tension, any negativity. Just release it with your breath. All right, now that we've taken a breath, I want you to ask yourself, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being amazing, 1 being not so hot, how am I feeling today? And as you answer that, never judging yourself for where you are, just meeting yourself in this moment of life and asking yourself, why do I feel this way? Maybe something happened, maybe nothing happened, just getting real with yourself. And now, especially since today is the day of love, how can I love myself better today? Maybe it's doing something that's a little self-care activity. Maybe it's taking a break. Maybe it's going outside, listening to the podcast. It could be anything. And now I want you to ask yourself, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes? If you've listened to the podcast before, you already know, grab your water. Anyways, (laughs) we're all going to hydrate our hot baths in three two, one, cheers, my gorgeous queen. Alrighty. Now that we've done that, I want you to ask yourself, have I stood up in the past 60 minutes? Stand up, shake out the legs, shake out the arms, get the blood flowing, and then sit back down. Okay, we have one final question in our check-in, and I want you to ask yourself, how is my relationship with God? Maybe you're on best friend level. Maybe you really feel like he is your father. Or maybe you're having one of those, you just deeply feel angry at him and you felt mad at him for a really long time. Or maybe you fall in that in-between category of the two. Just get real with yourself. All right, hold on to that. We're going to get into our life update before we get into the topic today. Okay, life updates. Wow, today has been a little busy day. I have so I have so many updates for you, good and bad updates. We're going to start with the I mean, I say bad, but honestly, honestly I know it's all going to work out for the good. I I thought the Lord was telling me to audition for worship at my church and honestly, I think he was. But I did audition for it and I did not get on the worship team, which I was definitely feeling very butthurt about when I first saw the email. I was like, 
oh like really uh, you know <laughs> anyways and they the person who um did the auditions left some pretty pretty brutal feedback if I'm being totally honest but it's okay I followed the Lord and I was obedient and I didn't get on and it's okay I think and I firmly believe everything happens for a reason and honestly I'm sharing this on the podcast because yes while I felt embarrassed in the moment and I don't know I'm still I'm still like figuring out how I feel about it I also think that rejection does happen and I look at rejection a lot of the times as a redirection. So maybe the Lord has called me to worship, but maybe it wasn't worship at my church. Maybe it was worship in a different capacity. So if you have been feeling a little rejected lately in some sort of way, also it's okay. It happens and it doesn't mean that it's the end of the world. I look at that the Lord opens the right doors and he'll close the ones that aren't the right ones. And it doesn't have anything to reflect on. It doesn't have to reflect on us. It doesn't have to become shameful or filled with embarrassment or guilt. And I'm talking to myself here when I'm saying this. But yeah, that happened today. And I haven't experienced rejection like that in a while. And I honestly, in a weird sounding way, it was kind of nice. I think I needed that. I think I needed some tough love and just to realize that rejection isn't as terrible as I make it out in my head sometimes. I think occasionally I won't shoot my shot at different opportunities because I'm scared of rejection. But after this, like, it really isn't that big of a deal to say to have a no. It just means that the yes is coming later from a different place. Anyways, that happened today. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. But other than that, I... <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to share this story because I feel like I've shared an embarrassing poop story before and I'm just going to share it again. Not the same one, but a different one. So just to be so TMI with you and if you're listening to the podcast for the first time and you're like, what is happening? Just, you know, you can just skip forward, whatever. Or you can just listen. (laughs) I won't go into grave detail. Anyways, I'm pregnant. I am, I think I'm nine weeks pregnant tomorrow and let's be real, my digestion has been so wacky ever since I got pregnant. Like, literally, as in probably a week after I conceived the child, <laughs> my body has been so interesting. Like, I was, this is going to be just so TMI. Over Christmas, I literally was so backed up that I had such pain in my stomach and in my, like, kind of an acid refluxy feeling that I took a laxative and I haven't taken a laxative in years, literally years. And that's a whole other story. My last time I took a laxative is actually an enema, if you know what that is. And it was a really embarrassing, embarrassing moment. Actually, I'll just share that because I think it's really, I don't know why I'm talking about poop stories, but probably for a reason, but it's, this is a truly embarrassing story. And it's, oh, okay. So John, my husband, and he was not my husband at the time. We had just started dating, like probably a month before this. So we're like fresh, right? Like we're still getting to know each other and I'm still trying to like, I don't know. I was like, when I first started dating John, I tried so hard to impress him, kind of to an unhealthy level. Like I would get spray tans, fake nails, dye my hair blonde, all these things, trying to be something that I just wasn't (laughs) to impress him, which like, I don't even think he noticed, to be completely honest. I don't know. Anyways, so I was like on this level of trying to look like I was this perfect put together girl and I was FaceTiming him 
And I had, so my roommate, Olivia at the time, she had told me, she's like, Callie, like enemas, they're great. And I was like, okay, I've never, I've only had a laxative before and it hurt my stomach so bad. So I'll try it. I'll give it a shot. If you don't know what an enema is, I don't know if you should look it up, but it's really gross. And I did it. <laughs> Literally like the most vulnerable thing to ever do, honestly. <laughs> and I had the box sitting on my counter in my bathroom. So I'm FaceTiming John and I don't know, I guess I was like in the bathroom, like getting ready or something. I was FaceTiming him. I think I was showing him like my outfit or something or like, I don't know how he saw this. It was reflecting in the mirror or it was in the camera shot. He literally saw the enema box in the camera shot and was like, what's that? It was, my face turned so red. I was like so embarrassed because at this point, I don't even think he had experienced me pooping in front of him. Like, it was still such early days in our relationship. And I was like, ah. But we ended up laughing over it. And it's still, to this day, like a little funny moment that we had. But that point aside, today, I just like, I have just, and I feel like I haven't really not opened up a lot about this on the podcast or really anywhere. But I, for most of my life, I've had poop struggles. Like in the sense that I thought I had IBS and maybe I did, but I went to the gastro, is that what it's called? And got tested for it and nothing showed up. And so anyways, I've just had moments in my life where like it'll just hit me out of nowhere, that like crampy, upset tummy feeling. And it is truly terrible when that happens. (laughs) So I've had so many embarrassing poop stories. Like, oh, so embarrassing. But honestly, what even is embarrassment? Like, is I feel like embarrassment is just a myth. It doesn't even have to exist. We can just laugh things off and carry on and not care what people think about us. That was a little profound realization I just had. But aside from that, today's poop story of the day, embarrassing poop story, it's not actually embarrassing, it was funny, is that I was on an, a call with my, well, she's my friend, but we also work together. So she's a freelancer for me. And what I was saying though before the laxative enema story is that my digestion has been weird. Like a lot of constipation and that's apparently normal in pregnancy because the hormones are changing so much and then followed by upset tummy, repeat cycle. It's been really weird. So anyways, today I was I was on the call with her. We're probably like five minutes in and we're like we're like starting to like be in the call. And all of a sudden, my stomach was so crampy and I was like, oh no. And I had to, like, I literally had to awkwardly be like, uh, I need to call you back. I'm having some tummy troubles right now. And then I hung up the phone and went and uh, things happened that were interesting. And then I got back and it was so funny because of course, of course, Kinsey would say this. She's like, are you okay? Like, what happened? (laughs) So I explained to her that I essentially had diarrhea and we ended up bonding over poop because she told me some stories about herself like pooping and having to poop really bad during therapy, all these stuff. Anyways, it was really funny, but that was my story today. I was like, ah, so embarrassing, but not embarrassing. No more embarrassment. I've had so many poop stories that like, 
is just at this point I'm like whatever I have taught a class before in Miami and literally had to run out of the room like an IRL Pilates class had to sprint out of the studio to go to the restroom because it hit me so hard and then I had to like come back in and awkwardly and be like uh and like continue like and pulse and pulse and I've also had that happen before in a live class for Sweaty studio <laughs> I literally sprinted away and then returned <laughs> so anyways <laughs> now that you know my poop stories my poop my poop situation I guess we're I guess we're close now but (laughs) aside from that happening today please pray over my digestion because it has been so interesting I had so much Greek yogurt today and that probably is why my stomach was feeling interesting because I haven't had that much like protein and dairy and all that in a while but aside from that I'm super super pumped because this weekend I'm actually heading up to Greenville with John we're going to go to this retreat. It's called, it's, if you're familiar with Delight Ministries, it's through Delight Ministries and I'm going to be teaching a Pilates and praise class. So blending worship music with Pilates and affirmations that are super life-giving and all things God, Jesus. I'm also going to be talking at this retreat, which is so exciting. I've never, I've talked on a panel before in person, but I don't think I've ever done like a speaking moment. So I'm so excited. I just let the Holy Spirit speak through me because I don't really know exactly what I'm doing. But aside from that, I've just been, been working a lot and I've so many fun little things coming up for you. I got some new merch on the horizon Oh, I'm so pumped for you to see it. But virtual Bible study has been going really well. If you haven't already, definitely check it out. We have it every Monday at 5.30 to 6.30 and I'll link it below. It's free. It's fun. And it's such an awesome group of girls. Okay, let's get into the topic now that I've shared and exposed my digestion to you. You may have heard me talk about this before, but something I've been prioritizing in 2024 is taking small actions each day to improve at least 1% in my physical, mental, and spiritual health. One of those daily healthy habits I've been loving is taking care of my gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. I first started taking Seed way back in 2019 when I was having all sorts of painful gastrointestinal issues and was getting no answers from my doctor. During this time, I dove into the world of holistic health and learned how important a healthy gut microbiome is for the rest of the body to thrive and feel amazing. So I started consistently taking a daily probiotic for the first time ever and experienced significant ease in my bloating. My digestion became healthy and regular and I noticed an increase in my energy levels and mood. One of the many things I love about seed is how easy it is to fit seed into my daily routine. No refrigeration is needed and the free travel vial from the welcome kit allows you to take DSO-1 on the go, which we love especially with summer travels right around the corner. As you know, I'm currently pregnant and I'm super cautious about what different things I'm putting into my body, so I definitely feel reassured taking DSO-1 over other probiotics because of their rigorous scientific testing and 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Cali and use code 25Cali to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Cali, code 25Cali. 
Something that is very near and dear to my heart is talking about hormonal health on this podcast. I remember the first time I got my period, it was right before leaving for figure skating practice, and let me tell you, everything about it was miserable. I bawled my eyes out the entire car ride wondering if I would ever stop feeling like this. Okay, a little dramatic, I know, but I felt similar emotions last year when I continued to struggle with hormonal acne, up and down moods, and painful periods. After doing lots of research, I realized as women, we are never taught in school that painful periods aren't normal. In fact, your body could be signaling to you that your hormone levels are off and need some support. That's where Hormone Harmony steps in. Hormone Harmony is your complete natural hormone support for women that adapts to the body's unique needs and can help maintain optimal hormone levels, relieve occasional bloating and mild mood swings while improving sleep quality and supporting weight management. Trusted by over 1.2 million customers, Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Have you ever heard of maca root extract? I've loved maca for a while now because it has been shown to provide sustained energy, relieve mild mood swings, and support a healthy desire and drive. Okay, what about ashwagandha extract? This ingredient in Hormone Harmony has been shown to help the body adapt to stress and support cortisol levels, which is so key the week before your period. Another ingredient that really sticks out to me is chase tree berry extract, which has been shown to relieve monthly symptoms of PMS like bloating, cramps, acne, breast tenderness, and the pre-period girl hour that we probably already all know at this point. And the biggest benefit of taking Hormone Harmony, in over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony, feeling like myself again is what women mentioned over and over. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Callie at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code Callie for 15% off today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> okay, the topic today is all about healing your relationship with God and how to deepen your love with him. This topic actually came to me right before recording the episode. If you didn't know this, sometimes I plan episodes, but every time I do, every time I record an episode, I ask the Lord what he wants me to talk about for the week. And he put this topic on my mind. I have no plan. I'm going to just let it flow as he wishes. And I think this is an ep- a topic that so many people just like need to hear. I know I needed to hear something like this when I was getting back into my faith journey. And I'm going to just quickly share a little brief background on my testimony. I have a whole episode called My Testimony. It definitely, I need to record another one because we have more that goes into the testimony now since I recorded that one. But that one does go over a lot of my past before getting back into my faith journey And so in my testimony, I grew up in a Christian household. I grew up going to church. I lived in Texas, Canada, Pennsylvania. I traveled all over the place moving and I loved the Lord. I loved God, especially up until I think my freshman year of high school is when I started to fall out of my faith. And I will say that a lot of that stemmed from who I was surrounding myself with. I was dating someone who did not believe in God 
and I definitely was my first boyfriend and I'll say that I was something that I struggled with was idolizing my boyfriends seeing them as everything putting them above everything else in my life and this person in particular because he didn't believe in the Lord. I mean, it's a real thing that who we surround ourselves with the most, we become more like. And I definitely noticed this in my different relationships with dating people. I just fell farther and farther and farther away from God. It was in, I had a two-week relationship in high school with this one guy who he was a Christian. And in those two weeks, I was actually going to church, all those things. But I will say, I don't know if that was for the right reasons. I think it was more for the guy than for God. Because like I said, I idolized the guys I was dating. During this time, as I was pulling further away from the Lord, I think the the big moment where I really started to have church hurt and started to see the Lord in a negative light is when I, I was going to church and I had a small group leader. She was talking about sex before marriage. And at the time, I was having sex before marriage. I was in high school and I deep down definitely was convicted about it, which is why I took so much offense to what she was saying. Looking back on that, doing a little reflection moment, but in the moment I felt so rejected by the church because her whole thing was like, if you have sex before marriage, it will lead to drinking, it will lead to drugs, I don't even know the order of it. But anyways, it was a very like, don't do that kind of talk. And as someone who was doing that, I felt immediately like I shouldn't be in that group. I felt like, I felt like, oh, I have this deep, dark secret that like I, no one can know at church or else they won't like me or else they'll think poorly of me. And so I started to associate what I was doing as I don't think I can be close to the Lord or involved in church when I'm living what they quote unquote think is so bad. And I didn't understand at the time, like, why should I be waiting for marriage? Like, I didn't understand it. And I was like, this is stupid. So anyways, I think that rubbed me very, very wrong. I took a lot of offense to what she was saying. And so my ick with the church, I think, was planted in that moment. And it definitely grew. I think a lot of it came down to me not wanting to go to church and going to church with my family on the weekends in high school when I was rebelling. And it was like I was living a lifestyle full of just sin and full of things that the church is very anti. And so I think when I go to church, I felt like an imposter. I felt so like, ugh, you know, I don't know how to explain it exactly, but I did not feel like I should be there. And so I, as I distanced more from the Lord through the choices I was making in my life, it makes me realize like I didn't love the Lord. And this is something that it's so interesting. Like, oh, I recently learned this a couple months ago and I don't know exactly when this started, but over time I started to be really mad at God for a lot of things in my life. I blamed the Lord for so many things that went wrong, that happened. But it's interesting because ultimately, looking back, a lot of things that happened were choices that I made that 
accumulated and led to some of those things happening. I'm not going to say that everything bad happened was all my fault, but because sometimes things do happen, like this life isn't always rainbows and sunshine. Some things happen just out of nowhere and we can't control them. But other times, choices can lead to negative outcomes. And I think I was I, I was living my life as a victim. I would blame other people for my problems. I would blame God for my problems. And I wouldn't take responsibility for maybe making choices that weren't the wisest. And there's no shame in Like, looking back at my past, like, I used to feel so much shame and so much guilt. But I didn't know in the moment. And I didn't know what I know now. And so, if you're listening and you're like, wow, like, I have a past too don't feel shame about it. Like God uses our testimonies for a really cool reason. And I mean, it's like repentance is a beautiful thing. He forgives us when we repent and he doesn't remember and he'll move on. And so we should move on too and not hold that against ourselves. But that leads me into the first point about how to heal that anger at the Lord or that bitterness, that church hurt, that, well, Church hurt and God are two different things. Church hurt is more targeted towards the people or other believers. And something that I will say about church hurt that I didn't mention for me is that in middle school, a lot of the kids I went to school with, they went to church. They were quote unquote really good Christians, but they were some of the meanest people I knew. They were really mean, gossiped about each other, were really mean to other people really judgmental and I didn't understand how they could be called good Christians if they were these mean awful people. So that also contributed to how I viewed the church and I was like it's hypocritical. I don't understand. So church hurt and God are different because the church isn't God. Church is the body of Christians. So when we go to church it's all the believers that are gathered there. Think of it like a big group where that's not the Lord. The Lord is present at church. There's a verse where it says, where two or more are gathered, there the Spirit will lay or something. So, yes, where there are are believers, the Lord's presence, He is there. But He is not the church. And if you look in the Bible, there are so many, I mean, in the New Testament specifically, Paul writes so many letters to different churches. And a lot of the letters are talking about things that they should work on. So it just even shows in the Bible that the early churches in the in Christianity weren't perfect either. And I think that is, we'll talk about church hurt first actually. This is something that helped me a lot in healing my past just hurt with the church is seeing them from the way that the Lord views the church. Because the church is a place full of broken people who are not Jesus and are not perfect. I think I used to look at pastors as almost like they should be Jesus and they should be perfect and oh like they did this wrong or oh this happened like how could that possibly be but ultimately like pastors I mean they get so much spiritual attack in their life they're very isolated they're at the top of like they're literally pastoring an entire body of people a lot of pastors don't have support and the enemy is targeting a lot of pastors because of what they're doing. Like they're sharing the gospel with so many people. And that's not to make an excuse for some pastors that have obviously made, done things that are not so great, but it does put into perspective that we shouldn't see pastors as 
Jesus because pastors aren't Jesus. Pastors are still humans. Pastors still make mistakes. And ultimately, they're just doing what the Lord called them to do, which is to teach people, to pastor people, to share the gospel. And they're living the walk as the best they can. And they're humans. So I think I had that realization and that helped me a lot of just seeing the church from a different lens, not expecting everyone to be these perfect humans that never mess up, but seeing the church body is, okay, we're all broken. We all need the Lord. We all have our own struggles. And I think it's really cool when a church body is open specifically with pastors, like when the pastor is open about things they've struggled with in the past or when like at my church, I love it because so many of the people are so open about their past and like share their testimonies. Like, yeah, I came, people are like, yeah, I came from a drug background. I was addicted to cocaine, whatever. Like they're so open about it. And it just goes to show that like none of us are perfect. Like we all had a walk in a moment. So much of it, so many of us have walked down paths that weren't great. And It's so cool because the Lord is such a redeemer and he redeems us. And that's the beautiful thing of it. But how to really get past your church ultimately comes down to forgiving the church and forgiving those who have hurt you in the past. I think it's just forgiveness is such a powerful tool. And it's it doesn't mean that what people did in the past to you is okay. And I'll quickly explain forgiveness, how to forgive someone And I think this will help a lot because this helped me a lot a couple months ago when I first learned how to actually forgive someone. Basically, what you do is realize that forgiving someone doesn't mean what happened was okay. Because I know that some people have done things maybe to you that have hurt really, really bad. And there's no way to look at it and be like, that was okay what they did. Like, let's be real. That's happened. Like, things happen. But the beauty of forgiveness is that ultimately we're not having to carry that burden anymore. We don't have to take, like, that's not our problem anymore. When we forgive someone, we're basically releasing that burden or the debt or the thing that that person owed to us that they took away. We're giving that to Jesus to handle because he is the ultimate judge And how much more powerful is it that the Lord of the universe has that burden that we gave and he can handle it versus us? Like, think about it. He has so much more power than we do. And at that rate, it's out of our hands. It's his thing now. So how do we forgive? There is. So what I'll say is I'll say I forgive so and so for and then whatever thing they did. So let's say someone cheated. Let's say there's a girl and her boyfriend cheated on her. So what did that boy do to the girl that hurt her? He broke her trust. He wasn't loyal. So those are a couple examples. So it could be, I forgive so-and-so for breaking my trust and causing me to have trust issues and all the pain that came with that. Just like being specific about what that person did to you get really really specific and then saying I choose to release this to the Lord so imagine yourself handing it off to God and then saying I renounce any judgments that I have made over this person so letting go of any judgments that you've made in the situation 
just completely scratching it away from your life and giving it to Jesus and then saying I and then asking the Lord to forgive you for your unforgiveness. So once that is done and you have handed it off to the Lord, it is no longer in your hands. He's taking care of it and just releasing that person of of what you thought that they should receive because now it's the Lord's thing. So that is forgiveness and that has definitely been a huge, 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 huge part of healing for me, specifically healing that church hurt and moving forward and being able to trust a church again. So that's really cool. Also, let's get into like the whole loving God deeper. Okay, if you feel any sort of just like tension when you think about Jesus or God or church, there's probably unforgiveness there. I feel a lot of unforgiveness or when I have unforgiveness, I feel it in my gut a lot, kind of like a twisty knot feeling. That's usually a sign that there is unforgiveness, that uncertainty, kind of like tenseness. So if you feel that way at all when you think about God, you feel angry when you think about God or you think about, you feel like negative emotions, there could be unforgiveness there. The areas that we can have unforgiveness are areas around other people, ourselves, and God. So it's really important to forgive all of those different areas. And this is where it gets really interesting a lot of times, like for me personally, I didn't even realize I was angry at God for so many years. It took breaking down lies I was believing to see that I ultimately was blaming God for so many of my problems. I would blame others, but when I really dug deep and forgave those people, I still felt weird in the situation and I figured out, I traced it back to, oh, I haven't forgiven the Lord for this. And I'm going to just quote some scripture. I am going to be so honest with you. I don't know where this is in the Bible. Just look it up on the Bible app. It'll tell you. But I think for so long, I assumed that the Lord would basically give me this fluffy cloud filled life of protection and there'd be no troubles in my life. I'd be so good. So anytime something happened in my life, my immediate reaction was to just blame, blame God for it. Right? Like, I was like, you know, he's the God of the universe. Like, can he take care of me? Whatever. And he can. But there's a verse that says, in this world, there will be troubles. But take heart. I have overcome the world. And that is Jesus speaking. I have overcome the world. So that in itself is like, there will be troubles in the world. Like, we aren't guaranteed to walk this fluffy rainbow life. Like, that'd be nice. But this world is broken and it has darkness in it. And we're not guaranteed to always have good things always happen to us. But that doesn't mean that it's God's fault for that. It is sin. It is darkness. And a lot of the times it's also the enemy. Or it's our choices that led us down that path and led to destruction. I had so many moments like that. And that's where it's important to be strip away pride, strip away the victimhood and be like, yeah, that did lead to this and taking accountability for it and growing from that because that is going to ultimately lead you closer to the Lord and also lead you down a better path and help you have a little bit more self-awareness and to be a better version of yourself. And so where I was going with that, (laughs) I feel like I went on a little tangent, I guess, is that 
once you realize that the world isn't going to be perfect for us, even if we are believers, it's cool because even in our darkest moments, the Lord is still walking with us. That is the beautiful thing. And look up Psalms 23. That is a beautiful chapter that gives me so much peace every time I read it. It's all about just walking with the Lord. He's our shepherd walking with us through darkness, through the dark valleys. He is with us. He leads us to peace. So it's so cool because even in the dark times, we can still have peace when the Lord is with us and his presence is with us and we are filling up with him every day and we're pressing into him and giving our worries and our anxieties to him. It is so cool. Like he is always with us. And I think that is what I was missing is that I was angry at the Lord for things happening, but I didn't realize that he was still walking with me, taking care of me even in the bad times. And I had this realization. I had a realization about this in October when I had a miscarriage. I remember this so distinctly. I was in the car on the way to church. We were two hours late literally two hours. It was the day after everything had happened. I was devastated, like devastated. I was so angry at God. I didn't understand. And this is something that I may just never understand why it happened. I don't think I ever will. And that's okay. Like that's a whole other, whole other topic. But I was in the car. I was so angry at the Lord. And I, in that moment, I just knew I had a decision to make. I could either continue to follow God and really press into him during this hard time and trust him with it. Or I could go back to the life that I was living. Because I remember the day after it happened, I deeply wanted, I literally said to John, I was like, can we go to Miami? I just want to go to Miami. Like I wanted to go, it was almost like I wanted to go back to my old life because I was so uncomfortable in the pain. And so in that car moment, it was so cool because the Lord, he speaks, he works, he knows what we're going through. My friend, who I hadn't talked to in months, texted me this devotional out of nowhere, literally in this moment. And I remember just reading it and being like, the Lord is with me. He is with me. He cares about me. He literally, like, he spoke through my friend. And I decided to continue to to walk with the Lord, even in the most painful time I've, thing I've ever experienced in my life. And it was so fruitful in doing that. I grew so close to the Lord during that pain. And I will say, I definitely still, there was a little bit of anger, I think, towards him because I didn't understand, but I had to work through it and I, I got to work through it. And through forgiving God and through asking him to show me and to help me with that forgiveness and to help me heal from the trauma he did and that part that anger like it it just it went away and so the forgiveness exercise can be applied to the lord as well and i definitely definitely encourage you to see maybe where the in the hard times of life like some of the roots of bitterness could have happened towards the lord and forgiving him for those things and realizing that so many things like aren't going to make sense in this life and that's and that's okay we can't change the past we can only keep moving forward and I think that life is a lot more fruitful and a lot more beautiful if when we forgive when we stop holding on to all of the what-ifs and stop holding on to 
all of the pain so deeply. And instead we choose to let the Lord into our lives and we allow him to heal us and to walk through the grief and walk through the pain with us. And we see him as a father rather than someone out to get us. I've also learned that the enemy loves, love, love, loves to tell us lies about God. I think I talked about this on the podcast. I'm not sure, but there is a verse in Philippians. I think it's Philippians 4, 9 maybe. And I don't have my Bible right in front of me or else I would look it up. But it's the verse about um, fix your mind on, I'm going to actually just really fast pull this up because it's such, such a good verse. Let me see. Philippians 4, 9. Okay, here we go. Hmm. Okay. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So anytime you have a thought come in that isn't these things, it is definitely from the enemy. And I've had a lot of lies come in telling me that God, trying to like rip apart God and tell me lies about the Lord's character. But if you ever feel confused about the Lord's character, definitely, definitely read the Bible and just, especially in the New Testament, just seeing the Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate representation of the Lord's character. He is compassionate. He is loving. He is truthful. He is so powerful, has so much authority, but yet he loves us and sees the ones that no one else sees. Yeah. So next time you really feel like that, just like anger towards the Lord, like look at the thought that came into your mind that maybe caused that to come up. Ask yourself, is it true? Is it noble? Is it all these different things in Philippians 4, 8 to 9? And then give it to the Lord and then maybe work on some forgiveness. And ultimately, the way to really love the Lord deeply after we after we work through the healing process, after we forgive him, is to build that relationship with him. It's like a relationship with anyone else, with a boyfriend, a, a friend, a family member. The Lord, it's intimacy. It's a relationship. It takes time. And so he wants it with you. It all comes down to are you going to show up for him? even if it's five minutes, 30 minutes throughout the day, just talking to him, diving into scripture, getting to know his character, asking the Lord to speak to you and waiting to hear his voice. And I have a whole episode on hearing the Lord's voice too. If you're like, how do I hear the Lord's voice? It gets, we get into that in the episode. But ultimately it does come down to just putting in the work, putting in the time with him getting to know him, getting to see how he sees you because he will tell you how he sees you. And it's so beautiful and cool and amazing and really giving glory to the Lord like thanking him in all things if you see a pretty flower thanking God for it just becoming grateful and thankful and having that conversation praying constantly to him as in just like talking to him having conversation with him hey God that really bothered me that what the girl said like what's the truth in the situation inviting him into your life 
and you will definitely see that your relationship with him blossoms and grows into something so, so loving and so beautiful. And especially on today, if you're still listening to this episode, way to go, but especially on today, on Valentine's Day or whenever you're listening to this, I know this day can be tough if you maybe just had a breakup or you're thinking about the ex or you're single and you really want to have a relationship. I know it can feel like a lonely holiday sometimes. No matter where you are, if you're single, engaged, married, whatever, the Lord is always walking with you and he wants that intimacy with you. He wants spiritual intimacy with you. He desires a relationship with you. So you are never, ever, ever, ever alone, no matter what. Seasons of singleness are so beautiful because you can pour so much time and energy into getting to know the Lord deeper and spending time with him. So really soak it in. I wish I had done that when I was single. I filled my singleness with wanting more male attention. (laughs) But looking back, I'm like, oh, that would have been so nice and so much more fruitful than just going on random dates. But anyways, point being is you're never alone. God loves you so deeply and he wants that relationship with you. And like any relationship, there are going to be highs and lows, but forgiveness is the key. It is the key in the whole equation to deeply loving the Lord and growing closer to him. And really inviting him into into your life is so important. And one way you can do that is to ask and just pray. Holy Spirit, I invite you in. I just pray you'd fill me right now, Holy Spirit. And show me exactly what the Lord wants to tell me. I'm open to receive. Spirit, lead me in my day. And just inviting the Spirit in. Inviting his presence in to fill you. You can be like, Holy Spirit, I just, I invite the Lord's presence in right now. Invite God in. He's waiting. He's knocking at your door. And he wants that relationship with you. All right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it helped you. I hope the church hurt and the anger at the Lord. I hope it just all goes away. I pray it all goes away for you and that you heal from that and carry so much peace as a result. I definitely, definitely have done a lot of forgiveness work in the past month and I will say it is so worth it. So worth it. Oh my goodness. The amount of deliverance I have experienced from forgiving people, the amount of freedom and peace I feel, it's just like so, so worth it. If you ever have any questions about what we talked about on the show, please hit me up on Instagram at healthy but human pod. If you love this episode, definitely share it on your stories, tag me in it. I'll repost you. I love seeing you listening to the podcast. It truly is so amazing and sweet and oh, I'm just so thankful for this community. Last but not least, we have our virtual Bible study every Monday at 5.30 to 6.30 and you can get the link to the Bible study through our Healthy But Human group chat, which I will link below. It's totally free and I would love to have you join us. All right, I will see you next time. Have a beautiful, amazing day. I'll be praying over you and your week and you are so deeply loved. All right, I'll see you next time, my queen. Bye.